Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have Brenda and Karen. This is their second time coming on the podcast. It is. They are with Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist Outpatient Imaging. That is a mouthful. (laughs) And I'm so glad to have them. Hi, ladies. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us back. Yeah, thanks for coming. So Brenda emailed me this morning. She's like, do we have a game plan? And I'm like, oh, no, y'all are easy to talk to. We're we're just going to see where it goes. But um, for people who may not know you ladies, I want you each to introduce yourselves, um, your role at Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist Outpatient Imaging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how long you've been there. And then we'll kind of go from there. So, okay. Brenda, you're up first. All right. Let's see. I am the director of operations for the um, outpatient facility. Um, I started 14 years ago. We opened about 14 years ago, and we're the um, medical center's outpatient imaging facility. And so I started as the marketing manager and um, kind of managed the, um, the team that goes out and talks to the clinics about how the importance of um, using an outpatient facility and the cost, the less expensive. And then we did all the uh, community events that um, shared with um, the uh, community about who we were and then from that point then I moved into the director of um, operations and I kind of manage the front end of the clinic and the clinical team which includes Karen manages the back end. All right. And I'm Karen Howell, and I started with our facility about five years ago, a little over now. And so I supervise the mammography department in Winston-Salem and in our Kernsville location. And recently, I'm also in the supervisor of the ultrasound department as well in both of the facilities. Okay. Yep. So just to break it down for people who are like, what the heck is an outpatient imaging center? What do you guys do? (laughs) Well, I would say um, we don't. You don't want to visit often. It's not like something you enjoy coming to. The majority of all exams have to be um, uh, sent by a provider, a doctor, or you know, a physician that would need to have some exam, whether it's an MRI, CT, ultrasound, those type of things. So we do all the imaging for um, physicians who need to um, have patients additional views or find out what's wrong with them to, before they can diagnose something. Okay. In addition to mammography is the one that we do that does not require an order. So, so that's that's yeah. that's where people, women and men, can just come and get a mammogram. Um, they don't have to have any sort of referral. So men do need a referral. Um, oh, so okay. men, if they're coming in, then they're coming in because they're having a problem, and that's going to be a diagnostic mammogram. Um, so there's two different kind of mammo- uh, mammography that we offer. One is a screening. There's no order needed for that. That's your just annual. You're not having any problems. You have um, not had breast cancer yourself in the last seven years, um, and those are just you have no issues whatsoever. We're just checking you out. Um, but if you're having a problem, we also take care of those ladies as, and gentlemen as well. And so um, that does require a an order from their doctor. But at our facility, we also do like bone density. We do regular x-rays. We do um, lots of different ultrasound images. Um, we do MR. We do CT. What am I missing? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And that's at both of our facilities. We have yeah. them in Winston and in Kernersville. Okay. Um, and so the Kernersville location has been open for a couple years now. And so they've really, um, it's a beautiful facility. If nobody's been out there, you should take, yeah. a, look, take a drive out. I love Kernersville. It is a nice area. It's really, like, blown up in in the last few years. It has. It has. So, as far as mammograms, I want to talk about mammograms because I'm big, as y'all know, about breast cancer awareness. Um, What are some, what are the current age requirements right now? I know that's kind of a constantly changing thing. What is, when should women start getting mammograms? 
age 40. Age so 40. that's going to be your hard and fast rule is age 40 and it's annual um, every year. Um, the key to good mammography is not, um, if you're having a problem and you come into us and you say, I, I'm feeling something or you're having pain or discharge or anything like that, um, we can absolutely work that problem up for you. But what mammography is actually designed to do is to catch those problems before you know anything about them. But in order for that to be successful, you have to come in every year for that screen and mammogram. Mm -hmm. And so what I hear over and over again as a mammographer myself is that I have no family history. Well, about 80% of all breast cancers that are diagnosed have no family history. And so that certainly does not eliminate That's a you. high percentage. Very high very percentage, high. yes, yeah. ma'am. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important. And they also will say, you know, I'm not feeling anything, so I don't feel like I need to come in. But in mammography, if you come in every single year, we can usually catch things three to four years before you can feel them. That's mm, a huge wow. difference in your outcome and yeah. your treatment options. And if you do have a history of breast cancer, insurance now will cover it at 35, sometimes 37. Yep. They'll start covering it early if you have a history of it. You just mm -hmm. have to talk to your individual insurance company and find that out. Oh. And same with your family history. So let's say that my mom had had breast cancer at age 35. They want you to back that up 10 years. Yeah. So I would begin my screening exams at age 25 um, so but if your mother grandmother or daughters um, or sisters have had breast cancer um, in their postmenopause, they're a little bit older um, it doesn't necessarily raise your risk enough so that we want you to start earlier it's yeah. still going to be the same guidelines still starting at 40 and doing it every year yeah and unfortunately with covid what we're seeing is a lot of people deferred these screenings yes and so what we're seeing now is some um some issues that's been in there for a couple of years mm. and so it, it just a very um it's very sad because at the time you know you don't want to get COVID, you don't want to die from that, you know, and uh, so many people were just so focused on that, that they lost the um, the focus of taking care of what they need to do annually. And yeah, so, you got out of your routine. I'm sure that ha I'm sure that dentist offices are experiencing absolutely. the same thing. Everybody got behind on any I, kind of their screen. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am on a six-month rotation where I get a mammogram or a ultrasound mm -hmm. um, or MRI or, or ultrasound every six months, and I got way thrown off because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I'm back on track now, but, yeah, it's easy to do. You're like, oh, it can wait. It's It's it can't wait. <laughs> and you know, you're exactly right. It cannot wait. I yeah. mean, because just like Karen said, we catch it at a pea size. You have most of the time a lumpectomy, many times not even any kind of chemo radiation or one or the other. And then mm -hmm. you are back on track and, and do very well. But if you let it go to a quarter size or other things like that, I mean, uh, it, it, it's just a whole lot harder on you. Yeah. And people are not as good, well, speaking for myself, but I think most women are not as good as they should be about doing self-exams mm -hmm, frequently. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, I mean, I have been in plenty of doctor's offices, but I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe that's normal. Like, it's just... Better to just go once a year, get it done. And well, I'll tell you a few things about the self-exams. Yeah, They're, <laughs> yeah. They're very important. They're very important. And quite honestly, most lumps and bumps are found by a partner. Okay. They know your breasts better than you know your breasts, huh. to be honest that's with you. That's interesting, but yeah. not surprising, So really. many ladies are like, so my husband said he felt something. I'm like, girl, be happy about that. Yeah. You know? Thank, you. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
um, when you're doing your exams, um, we recommend that you do it in the shower, all soaked up. And so what you're feeling for is sort of like a piece of gravel. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to feel different. We all have lumps and bumps in our breasts. That's very normal. And it's like time of the month, too. It is. Very much the time of the month as well. So um, what we say is if you're feeling something, uh, if you feel it on the right side, see if you feel something that's similar on the left side in the same area. If that's the case, we're not worried about it. Ah, okay. If you're still having your menstrual cycles, wait until after your cycle is over. Do it again. See if it's still there. Okay. Um, and so these sort of things, if it's still there, then you need to come in and you need to have somebody just make sure. Because vast majority of times, it is nothing to be worried about. But that one time is the one that we're trying to catch it. And we how have, often are you, how often should we be doing self-exams? Monthly. Every month. Mm-hmm. So we have a, um, a uh, shower card that we give out. Free cards okay. for women is a self-examination shower card. You mm-hmm. keep in the shower and every punch every month that you did your self-exam. I like that. Yeah, so if anybody wants one, they're welcome. I'm so a big, our front I'm desk a big punch card one. girl. That would yeah. make, yes. I would be like, okay, <laughs> checking right. it off the list. Right. Check the list, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think I think self-exams are so important, and I think making that appointment once a year. I think uh, I saw a billboard recently, and it said, uh, breast cancer doesn't wait for October. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. There's That's so much exposure and breast cancer yeah. awareness, this and that, in October, which is fabulous, but um, it doesn't wait till then. No, so, it does not. Whenever your 12 months is up, you need to... Right. Get back out there. And so you can uh, schedule a your um, annual screening mammogram a year and a day after your last one. So it can't be 10 months. It can't be. It has to be a year and a day for annual screening mammograms. Your insurance will cover it for a year and a day. So. And can you schedule the next one while you're there? We sure do. Most of the time mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. Um, we'll go ahead and ask those screening ladies if they'd go ahead and like to do for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll send out reminders. And then, of course, we get... Um, text messages that we send up for reminders as well. We old school with the mail as well. Um, But what that also does is it kind of reminds people that even if you get the reminder, you go, oh yeah, on Tuesday last year, I didn't do anything, but this year I'm doing something. You just call us and we're glad to reschedule that for you. Yeah. Um, But to get it on the calendar. It's just a nudge, you know, that nudges you like, oh, I do need to change it. But you can also self-schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that option online, and that way you don't actually have to talk to anybody right off the bat. You can choose the time <laughs> right, that works right. for you. You can choose your location. Yeah. Um, there's multiple locations within the Wake system. Um, how fast? How or what? What's the time frame? Like, how long does it take from coming in to leaving? To get a mammogram. So we um, we tell you to estimate about 30 minutes, and that's just from registration, oh, getting changed. The actual procedure itself takes just minutes. I mean, the compression that we have on the breast takes maybe 15 seconds, and usually we do four to six pictures each side. Okay. Um, and so the actual test itself, you're in there maybe four or five minutes. Um, yeah. But we always like to tell everybody 30 minutes from time you're walking in to the time you're walking out, just to kind of give you know, that breathing time with the changing and any questions you have and things like that. So, I mean, you could literally go during your lunch break. Absolutely. We yeah. have a lot of uh, patients that send comments to us and they're like, I was in and out before my, even my time was ready. And, yeah. you know, we start at seven in the morning for you can come before work. We stay till seven in the evening so you can come after work. We open on Saturday so you can come. So we are trying to make uh, sure that we are open hours when your busy schedule will allow it and yeah. so that's really been very successful for us very successful it? yeah Most appointments well, really get filled and we're all busy but it's just one of those things that you have to make time for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's important and it's you got to make time for it 
In addition to making time for that, we do a lot of other, like Karen said before, all kinds of screenings. Your, your bone density screening for your bone health. We do um, CT calcium scores. And I assume and, you could get that done while, like, while you're in there getting uh-huh. your mammogram. Yeah, it's all the, those require a doctor's order, but you can uh, get them okay. done. They have to be many times we do mammo and bone density together. Yeah. Um, so many times a doctor will put the order in because those are annual every other year for um, bone density unless you're actually on medication. So for bone it. bone density is that something that is at a certain age you need to start getting tested for that or is it if only if you have specific things going on that you have any reason to do that well correct me if i'm wrong mm. uh, but normally your insurance won't cover till 50 at your 50 years old and okay. then unless normally, you're taking specific medications right. or have certain conditions okay so those are outside of those right, normal right. guidelines yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so karen question for you yes what are some i don't know one two or three questions that you feel like you answer every single day over and over and over again do i need to have this every year and i always answer yes you do yeah yes i mean the no you're special (laughs) i can look you're fine (laughs) um or um probably do we have to use compression um, and the compression is not comfortable, as you but will. But it is not that bad. It's not that bad. No. And it's every technologist that walks in that room with you does not want to hurt you. That's not our goal. Yeah. Um, but unless you tell us what you're feeling, then we can't work with you on that. So there's a lot of different things that we can do as technologists. If what we normally do is not working for you, we can do other things. But you have to be verbal about that. So mm-hmm. we never want a patient to come in there and feel like um, she is just a a boob that has to be smushed that's not it you know we we know that you're ladies and it's very uncomfortable for people to be in there they don't want to be in there yeah Uh, but um it's very important for us to get the compression it just separates that tissue out so we can see things more clearly um there's a lot of things especially with the 3d we can see that's another one of those big questions of do i need 3d absolutely people every single person needs to have 3d so 3d is a newer i mean newer i use that term loosely i'm sure it's been around for a little while now but it's something that now is just common that should be standard of care at this point yes um it used to be that the insurance companies were not covering it Mm. um pretty much all of them now Mm -hmm. i think cover it and it should be standard of care i mean it gives it provides so much more um think of it as a chest x-ray just a 2d like a polaroid picture versus a ct scan where they're doing slices through those lines yeah it's so much better information so um especially with breast tissue because what happens is um, the way I like to describe the breast tissue is sort of like a block of jello, right? So if you have a block of jello and you take a little piece of rice and you put it in that jello, that rice being a cancer, it's very easy to see, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's called fatty replaced breast, right? Well, that's what's going to happen when we're 90, but we're not 90, right? That's not the that's not the population that we're dealing with. So if you start taking fruit, a fruit cocktail and you put it in that block of jello, that grape is still a grape and we're still looking for that grain of rice, but that grape makes it a little bit harder. So mm. what the compression does is it's like taking two clear plates, smushing that block down so we can separate it out to see what we're trying to look for. Oh, and so I it, like the analogy. Yes, I think it's a lot yeah. easier. So the grape is always going to be a grape. Let's say the grape is a um, cyst or it's just a glob of fibrous tissue. So um, if you come in and you're experiencing a great deal of pain because it's right before your cycle. It just happened to be that time of the month and your breasts are more sensitive um, and you cannot tolerate as much compression. You might want to just delay that until yeah. after your cycle because it's just That's gonna, a good point. Yeah, it just makes it a little bit harder to get that compression that we need and it gives you a higher chance of getting called back. Yeah. Yeah, because things are going to look questionable if they look significantly different than your prior images. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and another big issue with it is... Uh, 
breast tissue density or breast density. Yes. Is that right? Yes, it is. And so breast density is just who you are. It's like having blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes. It does. It's, it's who we are. It's what does we deal with. Does it change with, with age? It or? does. And yeah. hormones. Okay. Um, and, you know, we change as we age through hormones as well. So um, the hormones um, just makes your breast tension tissue a little bit denser and that's not good or bad it's just what happens um but it just makes it a little bit harder for us so when you're yeah. younger you have a whole bunch of that fruit cocktail in that block of jello so we're still not worried about the peaches or the pears or the grapes we're still looking for that little grain but it just makes it harder yeah and so um that's why starting your screenings below age 40 is very challenging because we're going to see all sorts of stuff in there that is perfectly normal fruit cocktail but it's something new that we're going to have to work up yeah mm -hmm. that makes total sense yeah mm -hmm. i have been getting mammograms since i was 29 28 yeah. maybe and yeah i've had a couple not even scare is not even the right word but where they've just they're like your tissue is very dense and we just yes. need a second look at it but yeah that makes sense that the density changes as we age yeah. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, just when you get called back, if you've gone through that process, you understand that we're doing um, maybe different pictures because right off the bat, sometimes um, question number three is, do I have to have additional pictures if you get called back? And the answer is yes. And so a, re a couple of reasons for that is number one is if you've got an area of fibrous tissue that did not separate out with the general compression that we used before, when we give it direct compression, it will separate out. Mm. Um, if there's something truly there, it won't separate out. And so it gives us a really clear picture just over the area that they're concerned about. Or there are things called microcalcifications in your breast that are very common, right? The breasts are designed to produce milk. Mm -hmm. Over time, those little factories shut down and they can calcify, which is very normal for that to happen. But what happens is if you have new calcifications, it can also signal a very early problem. Mm. But these things are the size of a grain of salt, tiny. So oh, what, what they need to do yeah. is they need to enlarge them. So we need to magnify them. So those little grains of salt will never show up on ultrasound. I hear, get nothing else out of this broadcast, please listen. These do not show up on ultrasound. Mm -hmm. So we have to do the extra pictures and the ultrasound will not help us. So they'll come in and they'll go, can I just go straight to ultrasound? Well, you can't. Because <laughs> it's not going to pick up It's everything. not going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, these are so small that um, this is years before mass is even formed around them. This is the stage that we're trying to get at, DCIS. Because yeah. then it's minimal. You're Very minimal. Yeah. Yes. And so that's, um, but that requires a specialized magnified picture um, that when they get called back. And so, so many times I get calls after calls. It's like, listen, I've gotten called back several times. It's never anything to worry about. And I think that's fantastic. I'm glad it was never anything to worry about. But at what point are you going to believe when we say there's a difference in your mammogram this year to last year? We need you to come back in for these images. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's. I can't believe, I'm sorry. I can't yeah. believe that people would question it anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I, no, it I understand. Like it happens a lot. No, a lot. I understand lot. that you know, there's the shock of, because no one wants to hear that mm -hmm. there's Absolutely. Something. But, yes. to, nah, I don't need it because, you know, you know, you guys say that, but it's always Get back to the doctor. <laughs> yes. They know what they're doing. I'm yeah. always so surprised. So um, through mammography, we are very regulated through the government. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of the few x-ray studies that are. So um, every year I have an MQSA inspection, um, which is... It's terrifying. Sounds like fun. <laughs> it's terrifying every year. I just go, I'm like, I just yeah. want to shut her down until it's over. And it just happened a couple of weeks ago. But um, in the process of doing that, I have to do what's called tracking. And so every single patient that ends up getting called back for additional images, 
up to a biopsy, I track to see what happens to that patient. And so you can imagine how many patients that we do. But out of that tracking, if you if we've recommended that we need you to come back for additional images and you don't come back, you end up getting a certified letter from me oh, that wow. says it's this important. I need you to come back. And I cannot tell you how many people end up calling me and saying, I don't feel anything and my doctor's not worried about it. So you can just mark me right off. And I go, why are you in to begin with? Why do you come in to begin with? Oh, my goodness. People are are even here. It's crazy. About 20% of screen and mammography gets called back for additional images. And it doesn't mean that there's a problem. It just means that something looked different than your prior images. And there's a lot of reasons that can happen. But if something looks different, we need to do extra pictures Mm -hmm. and or the ultrasound. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there anything that comes to mind that we as as women and men can avoid doing – things that would potentially prevent breast cancer. I know like there's a maybe a misconception about like not sticking your cell phone in your sports bra or is that like totally, we don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think that, I've not seen any correlation that makes me believe one way or the other. I mean, I've heard that underwire bras, I've heard deodorant, I've heard all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I use aluminum free deodorant because I've yeah. some, heard somewhere that it was better. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel better, then it's better. Yeah. Right. And so I think at the end yeah. of the day, though, for, if I'm understanding correctly, like you can do all the research and all that kind of thing that you want. But at the end of the day, you need to just go once a year, do your self exams and catch it. If it does happen, catch it before it gets it gets catch bad. It early. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The key is to get it before yeah. it gets to those lymph nodes. Right. We, we promote early detection saves lives. And, and we say that for a reason because mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, so that's that's the real takeaway from it. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any events coming up or any special things that you want to talk about? Well, we just finished our um, big fundraiser for um, um, our 3P fund, we call it. Mm-hmm. Positive Pink Power, which you guys have been a big sponsor of it. We appreciate, we appreciate that, that so that much. Very much. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, in the community, there are so many uh, women who are under... Um, are uninsured and underserved in the community and they need to have a mammogram and then yeah. it's two and three and four years and so then it's not good when they get in so we started this fund about five or six years ago when all of the other funds drew dried up the susan g coleman and avon all these dried up so we we're like we need to do this mm-hmm. so we started raising money and so we raise money every year uh, for this fund to give uh, free mammograms to the underserved in the community and so we share it with all the clinics all the different providers in the area and we share it with you know the community if they know someone they can you know let us know they can they call and schedule and we'll get them in for their um, screening mammogram so we just finished um a virtual auction we had been doing it live um up until covid and then this is the second year we could not do it live but hopefully yeah. next year we'll go back live please yes. let us go live yes. so we just finished that and it was a big success so, so we're real happy about that and we have more funds um you know to be able to um to provide for the underserved. So that's really... How would you go about... So if you are an underserved woman and you need a mammogram, can you... How do you go about, like, applying... Just give us a call. That. We okay. have a we have a criteria sheet that they that they have to fit, that we go over the phone with them and if they meet the criteria and most all do if okay. you have no insurance. And then the biggest thing is we you don't have to have an order like just as we said you can self schedule online or you can call and schedule as long as it's you know a year and a day. But you must have a provider. You must have a physician. We cannot do the mammogram. As Karen was talking about, it's all state regulated. We cannot do the mammogram unless we have a provider to send the report uh, because the report is the important thing and the provider needs to know what to do with it, right? Well, and the follow-up to that is I think ladies know that they need to have the mammograms and if they find somebody that is able to provide that for them, which we do, um, then they go, I'm going to get in there. But then if they end up being 
a callback, then we have to have an order for that. And so mm-hmm. then they just go, well, I can't afford to go to a doctor. I was going to say, and I, think, like I think that, that the reason that you do get more of those callbacks are people that don't want to come back is probably a financial thing, which is really sad um, because of the, ins- you know, the insurance situation can be crazy. But is that sad. something that the 3P fund would potentially pay for if you're, if you're getting a callback and you're like, it's kind of a matter of like paying for my groceries or go- going back to get more photos taken and they can't really make that decision. Well, there's a couple of different choices Mm -hmm. on that. So if we start with your mammogram and we're paying for it through the 3P, um, then we have funds available for those callbacks. Okay. Um, Once they get to the point, if they do come back and then an MRI MRI is necessary or a biopsy, heaven forbid, um, then we refer them to the main campus and they have some financial aid there. Okay. And so it's more of a medical on need basis over there. Mm -hmm. I Um, think that's important to know though, because I think people think like, oh, well, I can't afford it. So I'm just not going to do it. No, we've worked really hard on this flow chart so that what we can't do, they can do. We all work. And so we have plenty of funds available for those different. That's great. That's good to know. They also have a nurse navigate or a tech navigator over there um, for breast cancer who's just terrific and so she's my first person to go to if there's any questions that I have so if I've had somebody that I see in my tracking that's not coming back I can see notes from our schedulers that say she's waiting on financial Mm -hmm. Um, then I can get up with um, Julie over at main campus and I can say Julie I really need some help with this gal and she'll get them in over there wow that's great she's fantastic to work with she's been really a big help yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Our time is almost, almost up, but I could chat with you ladies all day. So it's easy. <laughs> I know. I guess the biggest takeaway, we talked about self-scheduling. Quickly, you can um, um, schedule. It's wakehealth.edu slash mammogram. And then that lists all the seven or eight locations within the Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist system. You can self-schedule. Okay. We'll put that in our show notes so mm-hmm. people can click right on that if they need to schedule. And That's just give us a call if there's a financial need for a mammogram. And if we can't help you, we'll get you in touch with somebody that can't help you. That's right. That should never be an issue and a Absolutely reason why not. not get a mammogram. Absolutely yeah. not. Hey, well, and then didn't Karen just explain that wonderfully? I just love it when the, she does the that. Fruit, the, the fruit, fruit cocktail that, analogy. It's I'm fabulous. Gonna, I'm going to take that home with That's me. That's exactly. I'm going to remember that it's forever. Great. People can see that. It's a great. Right? Yeah. 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 I just think she always does a great job with that. Yeah. Job. Great job. Well, we'll have to get you ladies back on again soon. Absolutely. Any love it. For next year before the hopefully in-person. Yes. Oh my gosh, That'd be wonderful. We'd love to be here. So yeah. just, and just and those listening, just give us a call if we can help you. Um, we'd love to be able to get you scheduled and make yes. sure you're please, checking, please, you're please. doing it. It's annual screening mammograms. That's, That's right. That's right. Well, thank you all for coming on. Great to chat with you guys. As always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media at Forsyth Mags. And if you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, or if you've ever enjoyed an episode, I would love it if you would leave a rating and or a review. It's super easy and it means the world to us and helps us get the podcast um, visible to other people. So please do that if you have a second. And that is a wrap for today. Yay. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>